0: Hello everyone and welcome to Synesthesia, a podcast about the creatives who shape the aesthetics of music.
1: We chat to the artists behind the record sleeves, videos,
0: photo shoots, and stylings of the freshest new sounds, exploring how contemporary culture, fashion, illustration and design reflect and enhance the musical experience. Music has always been our passion and remains an integral part of our lives.
1: That's why we decided to put together this podcast, which we called Synesthesia, because we perceive music
0: not only with our ears, but also with our eyes. Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Hi everyone, and welcome to the very first special episode of Synesthesia. I am Enrico, and I'm back after a month of hiatus, excited to talk about the place where I'm from, Sardinia, but in a very synesthesia way. Our Mediterranean island is well known for its outstanding seaside, yet most people are unaware of its ancient cultural traditions that include mystic folktales and collective rituals, traditional dresses and costumes, arts and crafts. Today, we will be chatting about these topics with Chiara Flores, a.k.a. Bloom, a super young and talented Sardinian artist based in London, who just released her debut EP Notte on Peer Music Italy. Besides being one of the freshest albums I've heard in 2021, Notte, which means Night in Italian, stands out for its visual identity that celebrates Sardinia's landscape and ancestral aesthetics, reframed through a contemporary experimental art direction curated by Chiara herself. I guess it's about time to welcome her. Ciao Chiara, how are you? Ciao
1: Enrico, thank you for having me in this virtual space. I'm very good, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Where are you tuning in from?
1: From my apartment in Bermondsey area, around yeah, close to London Bridge.
0: We are only one or two miles away from each other because exactly. I am in Cuba town, on the opposite side of the river, on the coolest <laughs> side of the river. Yeah, it is the coolest side, um, I agree. Let's start with the um, a sort of uh, emotional question because uh, the two of us uh, seven years ago swapped the island's quiet uh, meditative nature for the big city life's buzz and diversity do you also tend to observe uh, some of the things we left behind us back home from a very different perspective and state of mind i definitely do i mean i think i wouldn't have done
1: this project if i didn't have this different perception after seven years in london but i'm very glad that i do because when i was living in sardinia i mean i moved when i was 18 so i guess i still had to grow up when i arrived here i definitely (laughs) had to grow up still i remember being bored by most of the things that I observed in Sardinia and feeling like we were sort of behind on so many aspects, which is true in a way, but it also made me forget about how beautiful it is and how wonderful it is that it's connected to such ancient traditions and values that you lose a little bit when you live in a big city and living here definitely reminded me of that
0: So you were feeling nostalgic when you worked on the EP note on that week in 2020 writing a different song each night
1: I think nostalgia definitely played a big role I always have a little corner uh, in my room or in my apartment or wherever I live that is dedicated to Sardinia only because uh, I really uh, need it. I really need a little corner where I can celebrate the fact that I'm from there and remember it. So I did have this space in my room while I was producing DAP where I I do have objects from Sartiglia mainly, which is the carnival in Oristano and it's the town where I come from. But I also have these pictures that come from an antique shop that my mother's friends owns. Basically, some people just leave old pictures there or postcards, but most of them are pictures. A lot of them are of Sardinian women dressed in costumes or anyway, like Sardinian peoples, like a long time ago. So I I picked some of those and I brought them here. And I was looking at them when I was making the EP and it inspired a lot of the visual work I did.
0: When you were writing the songs, you were already thinking about the visual identity and you had this idea in mind of celebrating Sardinian culture.
1: I think, yeah, I think they, they were born together. I did work on the visual part after that week that I made the, the album I actually drew every single picture that then I shot in Sardinia I mean I think it's automatic for me since I've been working also with uh, audio synchronization and film music for a while the fact of having images and music uh, coexisting is almost inevitable for me uh, I can't do one
0: without the other So you are the perfect guest for <laughs> quintessential listener of uh, Synesthesia You mentioned that you were and studied in the audiovisual field. So can we give a bit of context to our listeners of your path so far in London?
1: So yeah, I started university as a guitarist because that's what I've done since I was little. I just played guitar and I was too, too shy to admit that I wanted to write song, uh, songs and sing. So I just kept going on with the guitar, which bored me at some point, even though I love the instrument and I have a very like deep relationship with uh, with it but yeah I came here and I started studying jazz guitar for two years then I realized I really didn't want to be an instrumentalist because it's something that needs like a lot a lot of commitment and I didn't have that not for that I had it for my projects I had it for writing music singing and doing the visual part and everything but I didn't have it for, for the instruments so I gave up on that and on the third year you had to choose another subject or something you wanted to be like focusing on and I decided to do, I do audiovisual synchronization because uh, my family has always been passionate in cinema. That's what my sister does. I've always been passionate too, so I decided to do that. Even though I didn't know anything about writing uh, scores for uh, for film music, uh, and it was really interesting. I actually did some video games too. I did some advertising, which I didn't like that much, but it was interesting and it brought me to then work a lot to like with directors. Yeah, I did a couple of short films since then and uh, documentaries too, and I I really enjoy it.
0: So you are very familiar with the storyboards and you storyboarded the pictures that you wanted to take in Sardinia, then took a plane with with your friend uh, Jasmine Farling, who is a photographer, and you spent a week in Sardinia together turning this uh, storyboard into a real story. Yeah, it was
1: crazy actually because Jasmine had never been to Sardinia and she's from Finland,
0: so quite a
1: different place.
0: For sure she got sunburned, didn't she?
1: Oh, she did, she did. I have so many funny pictures of her being being there and trying to protect herself uh, from the sun with, like, in the most creative ways she's crazy but, but she's also amazing I'm, I'm glad she came and she did that and she's a super talented photographer I'm, I'm really happy could do it i love her projects i love the technique she has and i thought she was just perfect and and it was crazy because she didn't really know much about what i was doing and she didn't know sardinian culture at all so she saw my sketches but that's all she saw like before she she came to sardinia and then we literally like i had a couple of friend, friends with me. We recently like, built the sketches on real life and she shot them, but she did it perfectly. And I think it was, I mean, it was good luck
0: to be honest. <laughs> what is the visual story you want to tell through these sketches, these pictures? Is there a thread? Let's start from the cover.
1: So uh, the cover is actually not a good point to start because it's not part of the visual work and I didn't tell these stories uh, like to many people because not not many got interested in it. I guess a lot of people because of the fact that it looked like it's a part of the visual project just took it for for granted somehow but it's not. It's actually a picture that um, the guy who produced, like, did the, the final production of the album with me, Simone Davenia, he had this picture as a screen image for his computer. And we did like the work of post production uh, in two weeks in his house. And so I used to see that picture every day in his screen, but we actually don't know where it was taken. He found it in his house years and years ago. We don't know where it was taken. Amazing.
0: That's an I, interesting story because it also Also looks very much like Sardinia.
1: Yeah I think it's crazy because also when I did the visual project I didn't think of a cover for some reason I just shot one picture for every day but then I didn't like I didn't do a cover so I I thought to myself I cannot pick one of these it's impossible because every picture has something that is very important to me and and I just couldn't choose so when the moment came I just thought about that because it really represents like the mental space I was in when I finished the album and I thought it was, A good choice, yeah.
0: So let's talk about these uh, singles' covers. Why have you chosen them and what do they represent? Do you want to start from uh, Monday, Lunedì?
1: Yes. So like, I did it very instinctively, like everything about the album, including the visual work, I have to be honest. Uh, And I chose which picture to connect to which song uh, later on. I didn't just draw the pictures for each song. Yeah, uh, Lunedì, Monday, is shot in an olive grove and it's the place is uh, called Arbus it's in the countryside of uh, Medio Campidano and it's where my father grew up it's just a very familiar place to me and I decided to pose in that picture with two Sardinian traditional costumes mamutones and isadores uh, I actually drew in my sketch only the mamutone. I wanted to include something that really represented what I was scared of when I was little I was truly scared by the mamutone figure because
0: you know it but most people don't the reason why we are doing this episode is also to spread the voice about these uh, masks uh, traditions and costumes so maybe if you can describe a mamutone for our audience
1: absolutely so it's hard to describe him physically but what they have is a very dark and rough mask I think it's wood I'm pretty sure it's wood and then they're wearing this black sheep fur uh, coat and they have 35 kilos if I'm not wrong of bells in in their back they're holding them in their back and when they walk they just shake them from time to time what they're actually doing I think is an exercise on their back to make sure that they hold them properly or something like that I spoke about it with them a lot when they came but I have a very bad memory, so I don't remember most of them.
0: What do mammutones represent?
1: Actually, I did a lot of research on this and I spoke to them too, and there's not a clear idea of that. Like I think if you talk about it with most Sardinian people, they will tell you that they were scared of them when they were little. But there's not if they the story of the costume is so old that nobody knows for sure uh, where it came from. I know that the Iso Adore, the other one that is posing on the picture of is sort of like a more positive and inclusive uh, figure while the Mamutone is a darker one but there's not a clear idea of where they came from.
0: I think that our listeners should go next January if we are allowed to travel again to Sardinia in the Barbagia region and see the carnival in person to see these masks because uh, <laughs> the Isadores are kind of the yin and yang, they balance yeah,
1: Exactly, exactly. But I love that. I love that because I think it really represents. Also, I think every uh, legend we have and every like traditional costume we have really represents well the way Sardinian people are. Even the fact that they have in Mamoiada these two figures that are opposite one to the other. It really represents. You know the. I think the. the the dark side of a Sardinian person compared to the hospitality and the good side and the inclusive side. Uh, And the dark side is not a negative thing, but I think we do really have it. And uh, and it's, it's funny to me that it comes across with this kind of things.
0: In between this Mammutone and Isadora, there is uh, you wearing a traditional dress.
1: Yes, I am wearing uh, the shirt from my cousin's costume for the Sartilia. So basically it's a traditional uh, Sardinian shirt. Uh, I'm wearing it in most pictures, but it's not that particular one. The only one from Sartilia is actually the one in the Lunedì picture. Yeah, I mean, it was an honor to wear it because what Like, I mean, the moment where they wear it is when they're running on a horse trying to catch a star with a sword. I don't know in (laughs) any other
0: simpler way. This is very well explained. (laughs) It's a horse race and the jokers need to hit this star with a sword
1: exactly and also they run like with three horses and three people and they do uh, acrobatics on the horses which i find pretty impressive also because they're wearing a mask and it's it's incredibly difficult but my cousin has been doing it for years and years and sartilla is i think my favorite moment in in the year in general. I love to go back, I hate when I can't go back and it's amazing to see and I encourage everybody to go and it's on Carnival usually around February.
0: Go to Oristano where um, Chiara aka Bloom is from (laughs) in January to watch Sartiglia which is the traditional Carnival celebration that's uh, reflected also on the artwork of her EP In Sardinia there are a lot of uh, different uh, traditional uh, dresses, uh, each one for each town.
1: Yes, yes, I find this incredible as well and I was talking about it
0: recently. Which ones did you pick for the other covers?
1: When I drew the pictures I was here in London so I didn't choose anything that wasn't familiar to me. Also because I couldn't, I couldn't remember anything that wasn't familiar to me. So every place is a place where I grew up and everything that I included is something that I grew up with. So in the picture of Giovedi, which is first day, I'm wearing the costume, that skirt, because it's not the full costume uh, of Oristano, uh, which is uh, the town where I was born in and where my mother is from. I find it beautiful. I think it's one of the most beautiful costumes we have in Sardinia, so I was very proud to wear it. It was actually really heavy, like the skirt was crazy heavy I don't know how I did that I couldn't I don't know how actually they wear it for a whole day and walk in it because it it was absolutely like a challenge and then I used another traditional costume uh, uh, in Domenica where I'm posing uh, which is Sunday by the way where I'm posing with my friends yeah that's the costume from Arbus which is my father's uh, hometown yeah beautiful as well and it's their traditional costume and then for the rest I mainly used like the traditional male costume which doesn't really change for any area of, of sardinia i think this one the velvet one is, is pretty standard everywhere because it's not like from the town it's actually just a suit like a sardinian suit in a way so i wore the whole thing on the picture of Mercoled wednesday uh, and i used this the shirt for most of the pictures yeah
0: yes if I'm not mistaken Mercoledì is, on, is also the only indoor shot of the series
1: yeah Mercoledì was shot in my great-grandfather's house the one I was talking about he was a politician and it's a beautiful house my my mother owns it now and it's, it's just amazing and I couldn't think of not using it for this project
0: yes I love the flooring and I love the fact yeah. that you are, wearing, you are in man's clothes you are wearing oh I
1: love that it's literally yeah. a man's, man's clothes, yeah, it's literally so much.
0: Sardinian post-genre tradition.
1: There wasn't really a storyline, but I did have an idea of how I wanted the character to look like, and it was some sort of mix between my two grandmothers. They were both like very masculine in, in some things. One, because... Masculine, if if it's the right term, I'm gonna use this to 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 make it understand. But one, the one on my mother's side was a rebel. She she was very rich and she was brought up to be super polite and everything. But she's she was also a rebel and she was always doing like a mess and telling people what she taught And that's where I came. I think I I got the person my personality from. And then my uh, grandmother from my father's side. She was working the land since she was. 10 years old and she did that until she passed away so I think, yeah, that's why I wanted to create a figure that wasn't really like a standard lady or whatever. Like, I didn't want to uh, impersonate anything that wasn't truly what I grew up with. And Sardinian women have that strength. And I think, yeah, I just wanted to picture that.
0: So would you say that the overall narrative is an homage to your grandmothers? (laughs) Yeah, on the
1: visual works, uh, definitely. I'm also wearing my grandmother's, from my father's side, dress on the Friday, Benedict picture because that's who speaks in the song that's her so I wanted to, to do a tribute to her also by wearing her dress
0: Can we try to explain our international listeners what's so special about these traditional Sardinian dresses besides the fact that of course there is a, an emotional attachment on your side because they were worn by your grandmother but in terms of arts and crafts and curation of details and the way they are just handmade what makes makes them unique? It's impressive the work
1: they, they made in it and they're usually made at home, yeah, by your mother, your grandmother, whoever it is. They're so expensive because the work behind it is so much. But it's a proper artisan work, and I think it should be recognized as that. Uh, also, the fact that we have so many different ones, uh, and every town is so proud of their costume, is it's amazing. I mean, I've I did I did a lot of research la- lately, and I found out that about some Sardinian costume I didn't know about. Also, because I know a painter in uh, from Sassari, because I grew up in Sassari. Actually, he's called Angelo Maggi. He's well known uh, everywhere, like uh, in in America. America in I think in here even and, and in Italy and he does these paintings where he draws the Sardinian woman and he often draws also the traditional Sardinian costumes and through him I, I had the pleasure and the honor to watch him paint uh, and I discovered so many Sardinian costumes I didn't know about and today actually I had a conversation with a friend of mine she was one of the people who wore one of the dresses in the picture of uh, Domenica Sunday she told me I think I think it's incredible um, that when you wear a traditional Sardinian costume you feel honoured to be inside it, like you feel honoured to be the person who is giving it life and it's not about you wearing the costume but it's ba- it's about the costume uh, having a body finally it's like it's a person itself it's crazy and and the fact that she described it like that I thought it was perfect and, and so accurate so I really wanted to
0: I do love this insight and I think I'm gonna use it as a quote when we're gonna share your <laughs> episode on our Instagram page go check it out and follow us we talked about the Sardegna Sardinian landscape, olive trees, some Sardinian towns like Arbus, Oristano, the traditional Sardinian dresses and carnival masks. Now I have the possibly the toughest question of the episode. Okay. How hard is it these days to visually portray Sardinian popular traditions in a genuine yet compelling way without falling into folklore and cliché?
1: So, to be honest with you, I don't think it's that hard. But the reason why I don't think it is, is because, I mean, most of the pictures you you see, if you look for traditional Sardinian costumes or traditional um, Sardinian culture in general, are just very touristy stuff. I mean, I know some people who are doing um, a more sophisticated work now, but it's not many of them. So, in a way, I thought it was quite simple for me to just give my version, Version of the story and doing it with the, with the things I knew like about photography or, or, or about Sardinian culture in my experience I know about another girl who's doing uh, who did an amazing photographic project she's called Valeria Kerchi you know her I okay. interviewed
0: her as well for my show ah,
1: amazing they told me about her recently someone I was uh, being interviewed by and I got fascinated completely by her work some of you killed Luisa about the kidnapping, kidnapping I bought the book I'm currently reading it um, looking at it I think it's it's amazing. I mean, I wish I had known about her earlier because it would have helped my work too and it's crazy because I think we are actually very similar for uh, for many things so I'm glad she exists to be honest with you and it's very yeah. too
0: late to discover a new artist also you are basically anticipating my next question which was uh, if you would recommend us any young Sardinian visual artists or musicians we should check out so we now have Valeria Kerki, who is a photographer then who else? I will go for
1: people I know to be honest <laughs> because, also because it's, it's easier um, and I I know uh, these guys they are a band there's three of them they're called the Synthetic Trees they actually write in English and they do a very interesting work uh, and one of them is my dear friend he is also a photographer and she took some amazing pictures in Sardinia and she uses them for the music project as well so I think they really deserve attention and they're out came out recently is called forgetfulness Uh, so yeah I think that's them
0: What's their name as a photographer?
1: Uh, well, he just has his birth name. is uh, Claudio Carboni. I think on Instagram is called Chris Beckon or something like that. And then there's another person. He's called uh, Roberto Alvau. He's been based in Spain for a while now, even though he was working in a museum in Amsterdam recently. And he's a painter. He also writes poetry, beautiful poetry, but he's mainly a painter. And I think his work is absolutely amazing. And yeah, you can find him uh, on Instagram his name is Alvao Alvau so two times his surname actually
0: what else since this episode was about promoting your album its visual identity but also how rich Sardinian culture is beyond our seaside culture let's say can you draft an alternative itinerary for our listeners who want to visit Sardinia and go off the beaten track avoiding the tourist traps
1: absolutely because also I I grew up in the part that wasn't really contaminated or something like that by tourists too much. It's very wild. I did all my summers in the Green coast, in the southwest coast, close to the mines of Ngurtozu. There is a lot of like abandoned places that are very, very fascinating. And there's the dunes of Piscinas. Uh, I think Piscinas is one of my favorite places. Uh, I did shoot, yeah, I did one of the shots there. Uh, It's the shot of Martedì, it's on the way to Piscinas, and it's this beautiful wild area uh, with a lot of sand, it's some sort of desert, nobody is there, Uh, very different from the north coast, even though I have to say the north coast is beautiful uh, in its own way, and I won't discuss that, but definitely if you want to find less people, just and, and such a beautiful place, just go on the southwest coast, that's my opinion.
0: It was a really... A pleasure to have you as the first uh, special guest of Synesthesia Season 1. My pleasure. Really talking about uh, things that we take for granted uh, in English uh, and for an international audience. uh, really makes me proud so thanks a lot <laughs> thank you you told me that you are performing this summer in sardinia on august 2nd in sassari
1: yes i will be performing and also i want to say that my show will be including uh,
0: more of the
1: hopefully uh, the visual part i don't know if i can take it to sardinia but i'm doing some uh, um, parts where you can just listen to sardinian people talking about sardinia and some of them are talking in sardinia language too and i'm playing music uh, on it i had to make the set longer to be honest with you (laughs) because my album is very short but i did this part which i think is very interesting and there's yeah sardinian people talking about our land and if anyone can come and listen to that it would be good
0: thanks a lot once again chiara and see you soon thank
1: you thank you see
0: you soon good luck with everything thank you you just listened
1: to synesthesia the artist behind the artist Subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at synesthesiapodcast.